A bare hour ago, he'd been an ordinary seaman in the old line-of-battleship Duke William. Now, somewhere off the enemy coast of revolutionary France, he was gazing back at her from a crack frigate as an able seaman, a replacement for prize crew. A hand lifted in farewell in the boat pulling back to the big ship of the line. It was Whaley, and with a lump in his throat, Kidd realised that he would probably never see his broad smile again, or share a grog with his other old shipmates. It had started hard. As a young perruquier from Guildford, Kidd had been seized by the press gang six months before, but despite all he'd suffered, he'd come to admire the skill and courage of the seamen. And now, as a sailor himself, he was parting from the ship that had been his home for so long. He waved in return and forced his attention back inboard. Men were waiting on deck. A weather-beaten older man in plain black and a much-worn tricorn, a hard-looking lieutenant in serviceable sea-going blues, a childlike midshipman without a hat, and the man at the wheel stolidly chewing tobacco. Next to Kid, Renzi gave a conspiratorial grimace. They'd been through much together, he and his friend. The others in the little party looked equally bemused. Sturk, the tough gun captain, Dowd, the devil-may-care topman, Doggo, a thoroughly ugly able seaman, Pinto, a neat and deadly Iberian, and Wong, the inscrutable circus strongman. But there would be no complaint. Service in a fast frigate ranging the oceans for prey and prize money was infinitely preferable to the boredom of a big ship on blockade duty. Brace around that foresail! Run away with it, you damn sluggards! The hard bellow from behind startled Kid. Away aloft, you dawdling old women! Lay out and loose! The officer was dressed in austere sea-rig, only faded lace indicating that here was the most powerful man on board, a post-captain in the Royal Navy and commander of the frigate. The men leapt to obey. Kid saw that they moved with enthusiasm and speed, quite unlike the heavy, deliberate movements he'd been used to in the battleship. Some made a race of it, sprinting along the top of the swaying yard before dropping to the footrope in a daring display of skill. Artemis responded immediately, the chuckle of water under her forefoot feathering rapidly, the creaking of cordage and sheaves as more sails were sheeted home, soon rewarded with an eager swoop across the broad Atlantic swell. Kid felt the lively response with a lifting of the heart. To windward, in the Duke William, the ponderous spars were still coming around, but the frigate was already stretching over the sparkling sea, impatient to be away. Turning to them, the captain roared, Lay aft, you men! He stood abaft the wheel. With no poop in a frigate, the spar deck swept unbroken from the beakhead forward in a sweet curve right aft to the taffrail. Kidd and the others moved quickly. This was Black Jack Powlett, the famous frigate captain who already had five prizes to his name safe in English ports. There was no mistaking the quality of the man the hard, penetrating stare and pugnacious forward lean of his body.